Jesus. <laughs> All right. Well, play anybody from Jersey then. Yeah. That includes Palmieri. I know he's an asshole. I hate Palmieri. Yeah, he's he's a, a fucking asshole. Remember when Terry uh, Price beat the shit out of him? Yeah. That yeah. was awesome. That was yeah, one of the was. best moments of my <laughs> it was life. great. I forgot. And Jeff Petrie just kind of stood there like, what? I know. He was, he was trying to drive oh, away. Like, oh, I'm not sure what you Yeah, Roy Petrie was like, no, don't. He's only uh, a... Don't, but do. No, wait, don't. Do, do I He's keep, only a child, Carrie. While you hit him? What do I Your do? child is watching, Carrie. <laughs> she probably loved it. I bet she did. She was probably napping. She's like, Mom, come on. I already had my rant about the power play. Is a great way to start this podcast. Are we ready to go, ladies? Five, four, All right. Uh, welcome back, listeners. Uh, it is another, uh, yet yeah, another episode of uh, the Happy Hour. Um, I am Metal Dave. That's my handle on Twitter. Zero one. Shit. <laughs> Give me a second. You want to know what happened just now? I was trying to set up my, the timer on my phone while speaking at the same time. And you know how your mouth moves and your hand does things that you don't want it to do? Well, that just happened. Except it was my mouth that messed up and not my hands. So my name is yes. David OJ, and I am at MetalDave01 on Twitter.com. And I'm joined, as always, by Beth. Hi, I'm at Eliza underscore B-E-T-H-A-N on Twitter. Ashley. I am at A-L-O-U-R on Twitter, and my internet's freaking out, so I apologize if I sound funny slash don't make it through this podcast. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Wait. It, it keeps telling me I have a poor connection, and then you guys sound like <gasps> your Super Mario Brothers sound oh, effects. No. And then... Oh, that's awesome. So. Right now, it's fine. Okay, good. I will not move from this position, and we'll be okay. <laughs> okay, I ignore Angus. And Veronica. <laughs> yeah, I am at C-H-I-L-E underscore Pepper on Twitter. Great, and you are all listening to The Happy Hour at HappyHour on Twitter.com, <laughs> and we are recording pretty much right after the game uh, against the St. Louis Blues, where I didn't even know yeah. what to expect out of it, but wow, what a finish. I did. Well, yeah, sure was. Holy crap. I mean, just, I, I have things, of course, I'm going to not be happy about, but overall, oh my lord, I'm so happy. Because I was thinking to myself, like, good lord, if if, if, if the Habs can, can finish this somehow in regulation, I will flip my chair over and have Did you do it? No, I stood up really <laughs> fast, though. I was like, stood up, man, stand up, like, <laughs> and then I got ready for the podcast. So, <laughs> so Habs win, 3-2. Sorry. When was the last time they beat St. Louis? Oh, yeah, it was like 2016. Right? And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this team was supposed to suck this year. Mm -hmm. And let's also talk about how since the last time we've recorded, We've had three wins. Was it three? Yes, we have. Sorry. We have had three. Yeah. Uh, so let's recap that really quick. Uh, Saturday night against the Penguins in o in a shootout. It was awesome. It was what a awesome. And Jonathan awesome Drouin. Great, great game. And we found out that Jonathan Drouin 
can't wait. No, it wasn't that game that we did. It was the next game. But <laughs> I'll yeah. get to that. But so the Penguins on uh, Saturday, then Monday, was it right? Yep. It was against Detroit, uh, Detroit and all. Oh. Wow, yep. what a wow! <laughs> Detroit have things Fuck, to that was fun. figure out. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. I was in a chat room, a random one online that I happened to go on for stuff, and there was apparently was it about hockey. And there well, is it about porn? No, not no, yeah. no. There's like random no, chat room. It's not that you happen to be porn. Just because it's on the internet doesn't mean hockey it's porn? porn related. <laughs> the inter- the All right, we are not porn. talking it's about gritty tonight. <laughs> gritty will not There's enter. There's a whole song about it. The, wait, internet porn or hockey internet porn? The internet, internet is internet for porn. Is for porn. Well, who sings it? Avenue it's Q. from a musical, Avenue Q. <laughs> wow, really? I never yeah, heard of Really? That. You've never heard it? I've never heard of that. I don't they think. They made a video of it back in the day with uh, World of Warcraft characters. It was pretty funny. Really? <laughs> Oh God! That's, I did not know that. That's getting that into a really, a I didn't really... know that it was a whole song. <laughs> oh yeah, from a musical. Oh, Google that's... it. I saw the musical. It was amazing. That's getting oh, into a God. really bad area of the internet. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, it's puppets. Puppets. Sing puppets. It. Okay. That's even you were in a worse. Random chat room. Yes, and oh, some okay. guy was like, "Wow, glad I'm not one of the Red Wings," and I was like, "Oh." <laughs> Are you talking about hockey, not porn person? So I engaged him in conversation, and he was not pleased about Detroit's effort. And he said that Niemi is trash. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. Where? He he just he told me that, and I'm like, well, you're wrong. Well, he's obviously Sorry. stupid. You're do you know what? Moral. Where is Niemi Sorry to trash? Say. Exactly. Yeah. The thing is, I was like, if you this. haven't watched Niemi in Montreal, Niemi is kind of was kind of not good at all, and then he came to Montreal. And Stefan Waite worked his magic. Yeah. Yep. Well, him and, and Stefan Waite are like old buddies. And he was like, my friend. And then he started playing good again. And there it exactly. is. Exactly. Dude. Dude, that. Save that Niemi made on Sydney Crosby <laughs> oh, on Saturday. Lord. In the dying seconds. I saw Crosby like, break out. No, I'm like, break no! Was a break period. Oh, was it? I thought there was another one, too. I there thought it many. was in the first period. I think there were many of them because it is Sidney Crosby and Anthony <laughs> yeah. Emmy was like, ah, no, you're funny, Sidney. Your name's. Weird. He hasn't scored a goal yet this season. Mm. <laughs> oh, you know what? What? Thomas Tatar has seven points I... in seven games. I'm going to get him on my fantasy team right now. Sorry, Beth. Did you? Oh, God. Did you see Grant McFly? Grant McKegg's tweet tweet about that. <laughs> oh, no, no God, I didn't. Cool. He's like, he's like, I don't think Bergevin would trade Tatar for Pacioretty Suzuki in a second right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty uh, Grant. Grant's on the dot there. That, that, that was a good one. That's <laughs> that a, was a good one. That was pretty that good. One was good. Oh, the thing Grant. about Tatar, every time it, it seems to me that all he wants to do is give me the puck. I want to put it in the net. Oh my that God! It's every like time he embodies that. He is it's our like, new. Oh my God! I'm gonna put it in the net. He is like our new Radulov in a way, because he's so tenacious. He is yeah. so hard on the puck too. And when you and when you put that with Gallagher, like it's just those yeah. two together. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Very it's nice. Absolutely fantastic. A hundred percent awesome. Can I? Um... Just you may point something out. Yeah, I just want to point something out. On Saturday, Saturday night, the game against Pittsburgh, uh-huh. I said Tatar is going to score soon. 
because he makes so many chances for himself. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. he scored two goals that night. And then going into the second period, when the Habs were down 2 nothing, I also said, P.S., the Habs are going to win. Which game? And I was I'm right. Sorry. I know, because I'm really good with my prediction yeah. powers. Which, which game was it? Pittsburgh. Okay, good. Good. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Appreciate um, it. They believed Just... me, and I had to talk them into it. Well, yeah. Ain't that yeah. the way, though? And then Tatar scores 11 seconds into the motherfucking second period. Bam. Yeah. So good. And apparently, um, what happened in between periods, nobody really wants to talk about it. Like, they've been really weird about absolutely keeping mum about what happened between periods. Mm-hmm. I imagined them going in there and roaring like beasts in frustration. That's what I imagined. But apparently, uh, Claude Julian went into that room and not so gently told them. If you get the puck, shoot it. Oh. Shoot it at the net. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, that's a good thing in hockey, right? Yes. I would think yeah. that is one of the mm-hmm. primary things that you do in hockey, as I yeah. have been led to understand. <laughs> and I was literally just discussing, like, right before we started this podcast, that I wish I could remember who it was that said this. Um, some former NHLer, perhaps still a current NHLer, who was like, if you want money, you go to the bank. If you want food, you go to the grocery store. If you want goals, you go to the net. <laughs> and the Habs have done that so much better this season. It's just, they're always there and they're always sniffing around. And that one game that was really kind of like the the home opener where they were kind of like, oh, why is yeah. this team back? They were not going to the net. They were not there when the rebounds were available. They were not getting the deflections. Um, no. But they haven't done that since, and they didn't do it before. It's mm-hmm. just been that one game so far. So they're taking that one to heart, for sure. Yeah, the Kings <laughs> are an anomaly against the Habs for whatever reason. Never seem to have it quite together. Uh, maybe just because the Kings can't match up the speed, so they have to play really aggressively physical. Not saying that they're you know hitting guys against the boards all the time, but they try to snuff out any momentum that the Habs can get in that regard. But... um. It's tough. And it was kind of a big night. Like, I think it was kind of weird. Yeah. Because let's not forget that there was a really complicated relationship between the Bell Center faithful and the Habs last year. Mm -hmm. And it was their home opener. And it was, uh, you know, it was celebrating the... Um, the, the Stanley Cup winners from 1993. Yep, yep. Uh, Shea Weber came out with the As torch and couldn't wait to. <laughs> yeah. Lots of yeah. new stuff. All these things. And I think there was just a little bit of jitters, honestly, mm-hmm. because I that agree. is the only time they have been that team all season. I and, agree. And further to that point, LA was going into that, uh, into the Bell Center with a mission because, well, they were the team that lost in 93. Yeah. So that definitely, I think, has something to do with it. And lastly, the Bell Center faithful tonight were quiet after St. Louis tied it. The normal Bell Center doesn't do that. Like, they've, they've got to come back around. These guys are not last year's Habs. Nope. I think everybody, rightfully, though, is probably a little bit nervous. You're like, oh, here we yeah. go. It's no, again. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I'm not yeah. trying to condemn them. But it was just like, uh, 
for me watching at home, I was just like, why is it so quiet? Now yeah. is when you have to get loud. I would have to say that the first two periods, the crowd was pretty into it. Um, that third period. And was I didn't really, watch them. Right. I didn't watch either that of those periods. third period was not the Habs best by any stretch of the imagination. But the first two periods, holy crap. The Habs were running circles around the, the Blues. And then, you know, 18 penalties later, you know, they lost any momentum that they had. And, uh, yeah. you know, of course, uh, the end result was that, you know, the Habs were able to get a sneaky goal in in the dying seconds of the third period. And it's it's situations, though, like that, that never happened last year. And nope. the work ethic and the attitude <laughs> this year is way different. And it's showing. It's showing on the ice. The Habs are now 4-1-1 one, one in their first, yeah, uh, four, five, six, six games. And it's it's a good start. It's a good start. And it's a it's promising a good start. start at that. And they're in a playoff spot right now. And they now. did it with Carl Olsner. <laughs> and they did it with Carl Olsner. Let's speak about Carl <laughs> Olsner for a oh, moment. One second first. <laughs> yes. I was just going to say, like, just to what you were saying, like, I had literally just said to my dad, last year's Habs, when St. Louis tied it up in the last few minutes they would have been like okay let's just play it safe and get to overtime and at least get a point that's what last year's Habs would have done mm-hmm. they would have been really tentative with the puck and held back this year's I mean they were helped out by Periaco a little bit but um this year's Habs didn't sit back they were still the aggressive Habs they have been for this entire season so it was just I think again another big attitude shift no we we can win this not let's not lose this and I think Mike yes. Bergeron might have said those exact words at the postmortem or so, in the offseason at some point. Can I say something? Yeah, of course. Always. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. it seems like some people in the past couple of days in Montreal have, have started to say, you know what? Maybe attitude was an issue last year. And I'm like, yeah. Like our fr- Faithful yeah, like, friends over yeah, at yeah. TSN 690. Like, are you new? And, yeah. Jesus. Bob McKenzie mentioned it. And even um, Showbiz. Showbiz. Shitbiz. Floated that theory to his to his um, readers a day or two ago. How but, dare he? Sorry. I know. I know. Sorry. That was a real. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Oh, no. <laughs> I want to hear. I want to hear that soon. But go ahead. Veronica. So. <laughs> so. Okay. So this is, okay, I was reminded of this a couple of days ago. I've always worked in like a client-driven business. So um, it's, it's, it's very hectic. You have to treat your clients like they're all number one. They all think that they're your only clients. You've got internal clients. It's a really busy job. And um, so I've worked in a couple of companies that are like that. And um, with one company, we were interviewing for somebody who was going to join us. And so the person, you know, one person would interview whatever candidate and ask them all the questions and do all that stuff. And then it was my job to go in and tell them what a day in the life was like. And so I would go in and give them the reality. Like we come in every day, we hit the ground running, we run around like chickens with our heads cut off. And then when we look up, it's five o'clock. And so we're crazy busy (laughs) all the time. We make mistakes, but 
um, you know, when we make mistakes, we all come together and we all fix them. We, we might even fix them by committee. And it's really hard work and it is exhausting, but it's really rewarding and blah, blah, blah. And so one time I gave uh, one candidate that speech and they pulled out of the process. Ooh. And I literally said, well, great, because if you can't take it, we don't want you. And then I... I was thinking about that the other day and I was like, it's like Mark Bergevin. Like so many players famously say that they don't want to come to Montreal because what happens? Like, I wonder if like they probably either hear it from around the league or other players or even the G even the GM himself. Like you're going to come here, you're going to be scrutinized like to death by media and fans. Fans are going to abandon you at the first sign of adversity, like rats from the ship. And they're going to mock you and they're going to ridicule you. And that's the way it's going to be here. But when you win and when you're doing well, it's the best place to be. And we've got the best facilities and we've got, we're assembling guys here who would go through a wall for you. And now make up your mind. Do you want to be here? Like that's what like John Tavares wouldn't even talk to Montreal. My attitude is, you can't take it. We don't want you. Bye. Bye. And that's the whole thing about the attitude. Like, when you're thinking about last year, when things didn't come together, they couldn't even win a, a, a an exhibition game. Like, you're thinking about what attitude did these guys come in with? Like, this isn't meant to impugn anybody or condemn anybody, but Max Pacioretty was kind of vocal about the facts, the fact that Alex Radulov wasn't there anymore. We know that Alex Radulov is a grifter, and that's why he went to Dallas. But he was, like, I put myself in Mark Burzban's shoes. I don't think he fucked up with Radulov. The Radulov no. thing still pisses him off. So that didn't work out. But it's like, okay, guys. You still have a job to do. You're still making millions of dollars. You ha you're coming to work. So what's going on? Alex Galchenyuk showed up out of shape. Like you can argue, you can debate about that. Maybe he was disheartened because it was already sort of established that um, uh, oh, Drew, Drew Ann was going to be the number one center. But like, there's these two things that happened, and then just nobody meshed. And then you're looking around and like if Patchetti came in with a quote unquote bad attitude because he was uh, angry because Radulov wasn't there. It's like and he's the captain. He's the leader that sets the tone in the room. And when you look at it today, last year, who were the three guys who showed up every night and you could sense their frustration post game or like, because they showed up to play and they almost tried to do it all themselves. The three guys were Shea Weber, Paul Byron, and Brendan Gallagher. Oh, I was going to say them all. <laughs> it's very <laughs> obvious. They're very all, obvious. They all have letters <laughs> on their chest this year and they got rid of the so-called Scott Wheeler, Mr. Scott Wheeler, the blogger, the Marley's blogger, who's always lecturing Habs fans. On he's always talking about the Habs. Yeah, yeah. he's like, always like the, the Habs wrong have... team, sir. Yeah, they're on, yes. the, they... they're on the other side. You don't even like, go here. In his head. <laughs> you don't even go here. It's a and what are you even talking about? Province. Have you watched the game this year? Anyway, no. he can use. He can use. Oh, he, I was going to say he could use my NHL login, but he lives in Canada, so he cannot. <laughs> but I'm like, if you well, so if you need he, help, we can we can help you out. 
his thing is always the Habs are going to suck because they traded Pacioretty and Velchenyuk. And don't even cheer for mediocrity because of that. So, ah, uh, that was another part, a, a different rant that I had. But all that I wanted to say was regarding attitude, it's a fucking thing. Yeah. Believe that you it's can do it, thing. even if you're not supposed to be able to do it. Believe that you can do it and work, work, work. That's right. Now, the only bad thing that happened tonight um, at the game in regards to what we were just talking about is that the Habs did not score five goals tonight so I could continue the flame. That stupid motherfucker. <laughs> who, and also who, no chicken wings. Who is apparent? Yeah, true. Who also is apparently concerned that Habs fans took him seriously? Yeah. Well... <laughs> What what do you want us I'm to very do? Concerned. What do you want us to do? Are you a big time blogger man? Do you want us to take <laughs> your words as words, sir? And like, please, we're we're here for your lectures, <laughs> blogger man from the Marleys. Blogger man from the <laughs> and Marleys. I'm sorry, but I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, but <laughs> please, perhaps come back to lecture us about hockey teams and how they're constructed and winners when your team can win even one playoff round and doesn't shit the bed in game seven then you can maybe come back and talk to me about cheering for mediocrity the only time in history history since the draft lottery began that did the worst team get the first pick in the draft lottery. The only time that that has ever happened was when it was the Toronto Maple Leafs. Really? And they got the first overall pick and they won the draft lottery. That's the only time it's happened. It hasn't been going on for very long, True. but it's just like, so you want to tank? Everybody's going to tank and you're, and you're going to take like, you're not going to tell these guys who are paid to play hockey and have professional pride that they're going to lose hockey games. And why would they? Look at them. They they might not have a Tavares and a Matthews and whatever, but why would you just assume that they're going to be a terrible team? Because you've been told that all summer by the media and the fans and everybody else? That's the thing, though, right? Because everybody looked at all of the moves Bergevin made and decided if he didn't just make lateral moves, he actually made them worse. And they were looking at each individual thing by itself look you got rid of these patch goals and you got you know so many fewer goals from tatar and you got rid of all of 30 goal scorer galchenyuk one time. did it one time and you got max domi back who had eight last year or something like that right so they were looking at these little finite things and not looking at how this team is now going to move as a whole at how the new attitude that these new players are bringing in is going to mesh with the existing players that are there and how those old attitudes are being moved out. They were looking at individual little tiny numbers and not taking into account the whole big picture. And I think when you stand back and look at the whole big picture and all of the moves made in the offseason, we've been saying it since before the preseason that this is going mm -hmm. to be a good team. Yeah. They are yeah. not going to be as shitty as people are expecting. You're going to be surprised by them. And they're going to Vegas the shit out of this season with their yes. attitude. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think, I don't know, we're, we're pretty smart, guys. We are pretty yeah, smart. So we, we are. are. Back. We I are know. Congratulations. Smart. Congrats I know to we're us. six games in, but I'm going to pat myself on the back. I'm sorry. Seven. Are we seven now? 
it's been seven games. Five, four, five, six. Seven points for Thomas Tatar. Seven games, a point a game player. Well, it's not bad. He has more points than games played. I thought it was seven games. Maybe I'm wrong. Six no, games. Only six. Yeah. Okay. Six games. Yeah. Woohoo! Woo! So he's more than a point a game. Player. Oh, he's like a point. He's like a one point two point game player. One point two one. Yeah. <laughs> math, math is hard. Freaking hey. really I don't even know why I weighed into that. Hey. <laughs> it's okay. All that matters is that Patches has no points. Well. No goals, <laughs> right? Something like well, that. Well, he's streaking. It's embarrassing. He'll be fine. Yeah, he he will be fine. He'll be fine. Well, I don't know. Now that stats knees down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh well. Mm. Well, too bad. Oh, well. So sad. Not a Montrealer anymore. Too bad. But the thing is, and the thing is that this is like last year's uh, Vegas team was was kind of a genie in a bottle situation, or whatever that saying is. But um, mm. this is different. Like the other thing is. Uh, Scott Wheeler, who wants everybody uh, to not cheer for mediocrity so that they can perhaps have a whatever percent chance at winning the draft lottery and getting maybe Jack Hughes. We've already got a bunch of centers. And also, look we are around. We are the fine. rebuild already happened. Because yeah. it wasn't a rebuild. It was the, a retool. The re has re occurred. Tool. I'll retool you. Like, what we did was we took our <laughs> box. That was a Christmas vacation box, quote. Our, oh. Took our, oh, I haven't seen it. <gasps> okay, it's fine. Um, I'll be okay. Carry on. Wait. Okay, but we took You haven't our... seen Christmas Vacation? I'm sorry. Oh my god. What? I've seen the scene where the cat electrocutes itself and that's it. Oh my God, Spoiler alert <laughs> for right, anybody else. Christmas like. movie. It's been out for like twenty years. Twenty more, more than twenty. It's probably closer to thirty-five. Why don't now. we yeah. offend anyone? Oh, um, <laughs> that's okay. I mean, um, Chevy Chase is in it, and his hair is dark. And so, we took you know our bag. Yeah, we took our bag of tools back to Home Depot and we exchanged them for better ones. You and mean also Wally the World? On Mark Bergevin trading what? the quote-unquote best scorers, giving them away, quote-unquote, and then and have any of them scored? Any of them? Well, One still injured. <laughs> still injured. And Max, don't we score tonight? But what I was going to say is that the yes! only three players who are still here from the time that Mark Bergevin walked through the door have are Larry Price. No, no. Carrie Price, mm -hmm. Thomas Blakanich, yep. and Brendan Gallagher. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the new Not core. Not a single sort of. one of them. Is that is really left. it? I That's think so. It. The rest wow. of them are all Verge Veins. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it already happened, people, and you didn't even notice. Right. It just took <laughs> like five years. Jeez. He had a yeah. he had a plan. Yeah, I was he literally just sitting plan. here thinking, like everybody talked about his five year plan. Did he actually talk Never. about his five year plan, or no. did somebody just create that? That was it was um, created by somebody. No, no, no. Oh, why am I blanking? Gainey, Bob Gainey had a five year plan, famously. Right. So people just assumed Mark Bergevin would as well. And so yeah. when he hit the five-year mark, people were like, well, bust, move on. And then Michael Farber, who who I adore, said that one year, said that last year, and people loved it. He said, well, we're into year six of the five-year plan. Ugh. 
people love anyway. snarkiness. Oh, yeah. But you know what I love is people going, maybe there was an attitude problem. <laughs> yeah, coming to tell out you. of the woodwork. We like... told you that. If you oh. listen to Happy April. But also, like, I don't understand why people think that something has to happen in some sort of even chunk of time. Like, like I know. Like, life doesn't happen the way players don't develop that way. Well, and you just don't know who's going to come. Yeah, exactly. exactly. They can't they're go not, to like a bunch of seventh graders. Exactly. They're not hockey robots. They're people that live other lives outside of hockey, and you have no control over those factors. And so you can't sit here and say, in five years I'm going to have a cup-winning team because this is going to happen in X, Y, and Z in this amount of time. And you just you have to be flexible and open to moves and, like, Veronica said, have some balls to make the mm-hmm. unexpected move and the unpopular move mm-hmm. to do what you think is going to make your team better. Yeah, and I like, think um, it's hard to say he hasn't. Yeah, for example, like sign, signing Nylander or Nylander? What's his Nylander. name? Nylander. William, Nylander. William William Nylander. Yeah, him. Nylander. I think it's Wilhelm is it? Nylander. <laughs> yes, he plays for the Leaves. The leaves. The leaves. <laughs> yes. Well, currently, he sort of plays for the leaves. He's, he's in he's, Switzerland? Yeah, like, he's on there. Switzerland right now. That was the craziest thing. So, okay, not Habs news at the moment. We're going to talk about the leaves for a second. The whole Nylander thing. Nylander? The whole Nylander, Nylander. thing <laughs> is so crazy. And it just got crazier to me because it's like he's in Switzerland? Why? Is he vacationing? That's where he there? lives. Oh, is it? He's is home. It, he's a Swiss? Yeah. Oh. He's Swiss. Yeah, you haven't seen the Freelander shirt? Did you, no. did you just say he's a Swiss? No, no, I said no, 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 no. I'm not that crazy. I'm not that bad with names. That's I, what we're calling it from now on. I said a Swiss, like a Swiss army knife. He's a Swede. A Swede. That's, like, a, that's Swedish. From Sweden. But you know how, like, the, the Swedish flag is the yellow with the three crowns on it, and that's how their jerseys are for their world. The uh, world. The World Cup of Hockey teams, yeah, yeah. the teams. national teams. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. And then <laughs> somebody made didn't a think of it either. The Swiss, the Swiss. He's a Swiss. The Swiss. The Swiss. <laughs> somebody took a shirt, and instead of it being the three crowns, it's three Nylander heads. That's pretty funny. It. It's pretty. Yeah, I like, I like it. I, I like actually that. want one. I can deal with that. So yeah, good pee. luck, uh, Kyle Dubas, doing that. Yeah, Kyle Dubas. <laughs> all he can. I mean. And good he luck was next year, especially. Team. Mitch Melnick famously said last year, and I got into a bit of a quibble with him online about it yes. because I was so convinced that John Tavares was going to come to Montreal because it made all the sense in the world. And uh, it still um, does. Yeah, it still does. He's fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> so he he said at the time, "Oh, I'm sorry, but you can't call Mark Bruzman a genius if he gets John Tavares. Like, it's not a genius to acquire an RFA." Or an UFA. And I was just like, okay. But of course, <laughs> since he went to Toronto, Kyle Dubas is a genius for getting John Tavares. John, so far, it looks to me like Kyle Dubas is just good at smirking on camera at, you know, when he's in his, whatever that's called, the loge in his Scotiabank arena or whatever the hell that's called. Um, How and is this at guy? liking tweets on Twitter. That's all he's good at. Ooh, he's so cool. He likes tweets on Twitter. He likes tweets about Lars Eller talking about his team on Twitter. He's so cool. Could you imagine 
Because he's my age, essentially. Could you imagine me, he's a baby. me running a team? It would be <laughs> utter <laughs> chaos. You could have pretended that it was fine. Oh, no. It, yeah, exactly. At press conferences, I would be a freaking volcano. I would be throwing shit. Like, I don't want to talk about the power play, Steve. You bag of shit. Listen here. Yeah, Kelly... You write a word. I'll sue you for defamation. How's that sound, shitbag? No. <laughs> Dude, I want to really bad now. Is Seattle oh. open for a GM position? That would be <laughs> <laughs> uh, One can dream. Yeah. So so he likes tweets on Twitter. Yeah, so he's super cool. Ooh, that's so do job. I. But can I be a GM? Yeah, exactly. Anybody but can he be plays a But he plays into all the things that um media wants to hear right he has all the hockey stats buzzwords and he is young and hip and cool and he it's almost like he does play the game to be the popular one yeah like i want to say it's i want to like say he's the polar opposite to mark Bershevin. Yeah. perhaps he fits a well, narrative like trying to endear himself to the media and look at me and all the good things that i'm doing Whereas Mark Bergen's like, I don't give a fuck what you think. Nope. I'm going to do what I need to do to make this team. And if you hate me for it, the fuck cares? I'm going to bring a Stanley Cup back here. And then you'll yeah. be fine with everything I did. Oh it's just like, God. to me, like, there's a reason why hockey GMs are hockey GMs and reporters are reporters. Like, not to exactly. say that report. Like, there's nothing Pierre. wrong with being a reporter. <laughs> 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 like, there's nothing wrong with being a reporter. It's definitely, like, it's a neat job. It's an interesting job. But... Like you're not just report, just report. That's what you're, that's what you're, yeah, you're not actually running your readers want you to do. Like you're not, you're not in charge of anything. Just report the daggone news, please. Thank you. The daggone news. And that's the other thing is that Mark Bruce (laughs) Van, like I'm more inclined to like when he talked about the attitude, I immediately started thinking, what's going on? Is he talking? Who's he talking about? At Uh the time, I actually thought he was talking about Carrie Price. Um, You know, so you start to analyze that because I'm actually inclined to listen to and try to investigate the words of the person who actually has all the information. Like all of these reporters who act like they're somehow in the inner circle, it's it's so irritating. It's beyond belief. Just report. Watch the hockey game with your eyeballs and yes, report what happens. I tend to struggle because they, I, they like to send out those salacious quotes. And then I always find myself hunting and hunting and hunting to find context for them. Because there's always a piece missing or the question is missing. The leading question is missing. Yeah. And so it's just this quote that on its face you're like oh my god what does that mean but then when you look Mm -hmm. into the context you're like oh that's nothing but it's never presented that way eric engels is trying to do a better job of that because somebody put out the quote last week about andrew shaw saying nobody wants to celebrate 25 years of not winning and it was interpreted as oh well andrew shaw was saying what the fuck are we celebrating this 25 year old Stanley Cup for lord yeah right yeah and then eric engels said here's the full quote yeah, and there was nothing wrong with what he said. And there was nothing wrong with it. And I bet he got a lot of likes and retweets. Especially you know what I mean? So you're, yeah, you're trying to put out shitty quotes because you're trying to win the retweet competition? Eric Engels probably won the retweet competition by just tweeting out, here's the whole story, here you go. Good night. Yeah, exactly. Boom, done. Boom, done. Um, anyway, so... 
So here's another hockey thing that I think we should mention just really quickly is that, Dave, Yo. you're on. That power play is just such a freaking momentum kill. Yeah. Not only is it not good, it's actively bad. I it's... have been waiting for this moment <laughs> for it's days. <laughs> it is so just, bad. It is it so It doesn't make any sense. So bad. If they could play five on five all the time, yeah, they would probably I be undefeated. They'd be the unstoppable. They're, they're so good five on five. So good. And then you give them the man advantage, and they're so bad. It turns the math to doesn't shit. make sense. It turns to shit. And I don't get it. I've been I've been thinking hard about this, right? And okay, you you see how other teams do a power play. I I feel fairly certain that outside of like fucking Toronto, that Frankenstein's monster of a power play, most teams are still using two D men, three forwards. The D men stick to their points, and the D men, I mean, I mean, and the offensive players, you know, are lower down past the hash marks towards the goal, right? Mm-hmm. The Habs don't do that. The Habs have one D guy up there as the point of like the umbrella. Think of that guy on the blue line as like the handle of the umbrella, and the four forwards are the handle? like yeah point. Okay. Yeah, right. Like it's a, like yeah. the end of the handle of the umbrella, and the rest of the mm-hmm. umbrella itself are the four other forwards. That shit so does not I, work I, right now. I, I will say that I do think that's becoming the trend. At least it was last season. I haven't paid too much attention this right. year yet. Right. But that is the, becoming the trend: the four forwards and one defenseman. Right. But and, yes. the, the real problem that I can see for the Habs is that they set up so they've got five people on against four people, and they immediately put two of them behind the goal line. And what so now is that? So now you're basically actually only have three, three people, people against four people. You're putting yourself at the man disadvantage because those four other players on the ice only have to cover two people at the point who probably aren't that dangerous if you all bunch yourself up around the net. And then the one guy standing in the slot, he's the only one you have to worry about because the two behind the goal line are not a threat at all. See, You're just closing off so many lines and make yourself so easy to cover. That's And it's just dumb. It's not working. It doesn't work. And I don't know how they don't see that it's not working. The thing that you just touched up on is that I was going into the stupid, like, picturing it. It's just they're so far spread out. And that's, like, kind of counterintuitive. You want to be spread out so you can get passes. But, man, when the Habs do it, they just, they're passing to one person over and over and over again. And the the, the other team is just like, well, okay, we're just going to clog up this pass here and, you know, fumble up their things or force them to pass the Petrie who's going to shoot it off the fucking popcorn guy. And then, you know, rolls out of the goddamn zone. It's absolutely crazy. And that's just it. Like, the setup just limits their options so much, and it makes them so easy to cover. So the other team doesn't have to work that hard. They can block the shots, and then they can have the, their chance at a, a shorthanded there's, advantage so or shorthanded chance. Has, so there's just the no The power play has mobility. been bad for, like, a decade. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I When I was a girl, right. power plays meant a goal. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's what I grew up thinking. Yeah. And now it's well, like Well, and they should, ugh. right? Like, like the thing is it's not even it's not even a negative to take a penalty against the Habs right now. Manhandle them all you want. F up a scoring chance be- yeah. by taking a penalty because who yeah. gives a shit? They're not going to score against you. Take yeah. it. It's fine. And so that's it's going to be a problem if it's not already. It's 
going to be a problem. Now, having said that, the Boston Bruins won a Stanley Cup in 2011 without a power play. Right. Fair. Right. However. And it's like two years ago, the Pittsburgh Penguins won a Stanley Cup without any defense. So, yeah. No, I'm not saying that the power play doesn't need to get fixed. For sure. It's not going to be the backbreaker, but it's not going to be good. And and speaking speaking of the Bruins, oh, they scored too bad, but they're still down 4-1 halfway. Oh, yay! Not even halfway into the second. Against Calgary. Oh, that's awesome. good. But yeah, no, it's there's something's got to give there. Like, what the hell? Ten years. Currently, and I don't think this list I'm looking at is updated. Currently, the Habs have had 22 power plays and three goals to show for it. I think that's different now after tonight. And that is a 13.6% chance. Awful. I I feel like they should accidentally score more than that. I requested (laughs) an 18%, and that was me being generous (laughs) god damn it but yeah it's just it's so awful it's so 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 awful and it makes me it 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 makes me depressed as soon as the ref give the Habs a power play I'm like fuck we Mm. might lose this game (laughs) that's how earth shattering it is for me at the moment is gonna take a huge slap shot and And lose the zone and it's gonna go right into his own net yeah, it's gonna it's gonna <laughs> bounce off a defenseman all the way down. Jonathan Paul Byron loses a skate. You know, it's like, oh my god, this is, this is a, it's like a, now I kind of want that to happen just because of how fucking funny it would be. Absolutely crazy. I just, I'm glad people are starting to come around to my way of thinking. <laughs> Well, I don't. I don't get quite as angry as you. No, I'm not. But I, 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 I don't get excited about power plays anymore. I just it's no. Time. No, it's not that I'm I get, angry. I get anymore. a little nervous. I just don't understand. Mm-hmm. I'm more. I'm more upset about not understanding the thought behind it. You know, it's just they know it. They they, they know it doesn't work. And Claude, uh, Claude Julien, I was hearing from the uh, from some of the intermission people. Uh, even Claude had said, yeah, we have to do something about the power play. So hopefully next game, which is against the Senators, who don't have Brady Saturday. Kachuk anymore. <laughs> no, um, we don't play again until Saturday? That's right. Yeah. What? It's Wednesday. Hockey night in Canada. Oh, yeah, shit. Why did I think it was Monday? It is D- never mind. not Monday, Time Veronica. Is weird. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. I'm sorry. Wow. I'm very out of sorts. My Poor beating heart, but yeah, the power play needs help. It's it's so bad. But, of course, we got but a on goal. The positive side, Thank God, 5v5. Riley. Five v five were yeah amazing, which is great. Amazing. I will take that any day of the week. That's fine by me. And they put this game to bed with nine seconds left in regulation. Yes, they did. And they were all and didn't so let St. Louis get a point. That's right. You know what was really cool? I think that Brendan Gallagher and Thomas Tatar are like, they love each other. Like, when, like uh, as soon as he scored, he was looking all around for him. Mm-hmm. That's who he was looking for. That's who he wanted to, like, friend. scream at. Where are you, friend? <laughs> and friend. the bench, did you see Jonathan Jouin? He jumped up so hard that, <laughs> like, his knees almost hit his forehead. <laughs> Speaking of BFFs, though... Watching Brendan Gallagher and Max Domi pal around oh, yes. reminds me of 
Brandon Gallagher and Alex Galchenyuk's first season with the oh, Habs. Oh, yeah. And yeah. how I was like, they're going to be BFFs for life. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm having those feelings all over again, and I hope I'm right this time. <laughs> awesome. Well, have you heard Max Domi on the on his um, – he's only done it twice, but on Monday mornings with the no. morning show? I have not. No, I haven't. Oh, my God. He sort of trolls Brandon Gallagher so hard. Like, they're oh, like brothers. my Aww. God. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, he's really good. They, yeah. They're, they, like, all they do is trash talk each other, but is so, it's so lovely. It's like siblings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it. So, yeah, the game today, um, Max <laughs> Domi. What open- talking about? I don't know. <laughs> Max Domi uh, opened up the scoring, uh, one nothing. Uh, like finally, like finally, just got at the beginning goal. of the, like within the first minute of the game. It was in the first minute yeah. of the game, and awesome. I was like, "Oh, that's good. thirty-one I'm seconds." So my mad dad missed that. Like my dad texted me because I was at curling. So. He's like, 31 <laughs> seconds in, Domi gets his um, max." I think 13. it was late Monday or like sometime yesterday. Um, our friend John at the Eagle Dares, he tweeted that he didn't expect to be worried about Max Domi scoring, but here we are. And yeah. so I literally tweeted at him. I was like, well, you have to worry anymore, John. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, the post that he got in the overtime, was it overtime? Or in the regular, I think it was the third period of the Pittsburgh game. It's like, oh, it's like Max. He's, it's coming. It's, it's gonna come. Exactly, it's gonna he's been come. So close. And he's also, so close. I mean, he's been so used to in his pro career. He's been playing in Arizona. Yeah, languishing in Arizona. Whatever to Arizona. Right. Ugh. So yeah. So he's and yes, he had scored, his but exactly, he had had some. He had points. Yeah. It's not like he wasn't contributing. Such a good playmaker. But between mm. him and Joanne, they're both playmakers. So right. they've got to figure that shit out. Mm-hmm. And when they do, oh my God. Absolutely. Yup. Yeah. Yup. I can deal with that. So, yeah. Same. Domi, Domi opens it up. Uh, Mike Riley is given a gift by from God in a power play goal, which was a good shot, too. And that's what, that's what Petrie has to do. Shoot it on the net. On the net. And that happened. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, the, the nail-biting third period, which didn't look good at all uh, for the Habs, uh, eventually led to a, a completely goof, a complete goof of a play from, uh, uh, was it like Petrangelo or Periaka or whatever the hell his name is? And, um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think any of those people play for the Blues. I thought it... <laughs> they have a lot of weird P names. I know that they much. They have the one weird P name, that's for sure. Who's Payeko then, or whoever that guy's name Pare- is? Pareko. Petrangelo? There's a Pareko. No, it's the other one. But then there's a Pareko. Or so, hold, let me Google it. No, there's him too. No, it's He's a T name, Veronica. <laughs> Jeez, I'm pro. <laughs> I really, it's bad. How much I, I just don't know what other teams I, players are. It's Pareko, P-A-R-A-Y-K-O. See, Colton P- Pareko. He's a defenseman. Payako. See, I told you guys. <laughs> I want he's, to be a commentator so bad. <laughs> Dave's the Don Cherry. Of yeah, exactly. I would, I would he's just a good old Ontario boy. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, uh, uh, 
Payaga so, Fruit yeah, or whatever his name is. I mean, broke up the play. He's score. actually from Alberta, Dave. Ah, oh, good old Rico? Alberta boy. <laughs> yeah, he said Ontario boy, but he's from he's well, because Don Alberta. Cherry only ever talks about Ontario boys. But you would just you would he's be go. you would be the Albertan guy though instead. Good old Alberta boy. Nah, Alberta's like the Canadian Texas. I don't want to do that. You know what? <laughs> what? Alberta actually voted in an NDP government, so I would not rate them off. Um, and actually I've never, well, I've seldom met people from Alberta that I didn't absolutely love. They're so good at cultivating relationships. Oh, yeah. I feel like we should, instead of, um, (laughs) instead of, instead of your, your star sign, it's like, which Canadian province are you? Which Canadian (laughs) province are you? (laughs) Ooh, Alberta's in retrograde. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> I feel like I'm Saskatchewan. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm... What you see is what you get. Like it's just like uh, straight lines. You got you got your straight lines there. There's no bullshit. <laughs> I think I'm probably Quebec because I'm complicated as fuck. I'm definitely a Quebecer. <laughs> Moon signs Quebecer too. Just put that out there. <laughs> um, we should, yeah. What? Should make that a thing. Okay. We should make a quiz. <laughs> like a <laughs> All right. I'll, a quiz. I'll put it together. Don't forget for... to include the territory, though. Yeah, that's true. Out. Yeah. I, yeah. Try to be none of it. Ooh, none of it. <laughs> Somebody. Like the Labrador Peninsula. <laughs> Somebody said, uh, I was having a conversation about Canadian provinces and territories once with somebody like six or seven years ago during a 4th of July picnic. Wow. A lot, wow. Of, mem- a lot of memories just came back to me all of a sudden. Wow. I was at a family picnic whose family I was not a part of. This sounds so like was a were they Canadian? Story. Canadian no, at least? No, no. They were actually Scandinavian, I think. Just judging, were they just Swiss? Ju- were they Swisses? The were they sweets? They were my <laughs> they were my dear what friend. <laughs> it was my dear friend Ashley Christopherson's family. And for some reason oh. I was an orphan that holiday. And she's like, Come on by. I was like, Okay. And I do that. And I was speaking to one of her estranged cousins, older fella. And I'm like, well, yeah, you know, there's uh, all the provinces, et cetera, et cetera, this and the other thing. And then you know, I have some of the territories, like the one all the way up north. It's called none of it. And he's like, wait, what What are you, what are you having none of? I'm like, no, 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 sir. That's why it's awesome. Yeah, so I had to explain yeah. that to him. Wow, that came out of nowhere. Jesus. So, it's funny how that happens. Those are so, the best stories. Brendan Gallagher uh, finishes the scoring for the Habs and yeah. seals the fate of St. Louis. 3-2 Habs so winner, which is great. And yeah. I have no complaints about the Habs except for the power play. I'm super happy with the team. Mm-hmm. Um, Carl Olsner. And let's not dwell on the power play. Oh, no, I'm no. not, not going to dwell on the it's power play. It's such a little part of it. It is such yeah. a little part of it until it happens. But, 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 <laughs> but, but, I get it. It only happens when stupid stuff happens. <sighs> I mean, it's a great problem to have that you don't even want to be on the power play. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? When you put it that way? It's like, we don't even need a power play. Yeah. Sure. What do you say that? That's when my you fan. say it like I that. Would rather be, I would rather be good at five <laughs> versus five. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because because we have talked about a certain other team in a certain other province that has a really good power play, but their 5v5 is not that great. A little lacking. And they needed... They needed overtime to beat the Montreal Canadiens on home ice in their own opener. Certain foliage-based team. The yes. leaves. Oh, they're okay. I'm not okay. I didn't say this when their new uniforms first came out, but today I have to. Their new uniforms look like a pot leaf. It doesn't look like a maple leaf. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> Really? Well, oh, happy legalization day. Oh, I was going to say, maybe happy 1017, Canada. <laughs> happy Weedmas. Uh-huh. Merry Weedmas. Merry Weedmas. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, I'm here for that. Good job, It's everybody. so funny. At work today, we're all like, hey, you want to go get high after work? Because <laughs> it's legal. Want to get here high now? <laughs> no, I didn't. I had to come home and watch hockey. My work sent out an email to say, just remember, even though it's legal, it's still against work policy. <laughs> to come too. to work high. It's like, you can't come to work high. Don't okay, bring it to the workplace. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a great, uh, great thing. It's so great. <laughs> it's so fun. My mom is really excited about it for when we go to Montreal in oh, February. Yeah. <laughs> she like came up to me at the last family gathering and she was like, Elizabeth, guess what happens <laughs> later this month? <laughs> and I was like, what? Halloween? She's like, no. Weed's going to be legal in Canada. <laughs> like, yeah. One of the older guys at work was like, do we still call it doobs? Uh, Is it still doobs? And I'm like, call it a jaybird. And he's like, no, I don't think that's what we call it. <laughs> Everybody's having a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, speaking of fun, uh, according to Sportsnet Stats, Max Domi becomes the 538th player in Habs history to score an NHL goal. Wow. Ooh, and five plus three equals eight. Yes. Math is easy. <laughs> Sorry. Me. Okay, it's easy again. That's, um, yeah. So, Sorry, I'm just an oh, eight. No. That's yeah. okay. Um, now, there are some things aside from the game that happened I think are worth mentioning. I'm just scrolling through everything now. Um, did we already mention that the Rocket 1-5-2 killed the Wolf Pack today? Oh, did I the Wolf Pack get another so. goal? They got Yeah, it was 5-2, to two, yeah. I think we mentioned that like before we started. Yes, the actual I think so. Yeah. Podcast. So podcast. this should go without mentioning, but uh, Plakenik's, uh, Plakenik, it's Plakenik, goddamn it, Plakenik's uh, genitive yeah. possessive night. I was of... real nervous about where you were going with that. Genitive. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's what it's like, what about? Where are we? Okay. What do you know? So, just a segue to how adorable (laughs) his kids are. Oh, my God. Oh, I can't wait to see them. Holy. I recorded this. Oh, you got to check it out. But, no, the whole ceremony was super good. And just, uh, they had all the um, old teammates make, like, their own, uh, like, little uh, splurbs on the. uh, Mm -hmm. Splurb. Splurbs. And (laughs) added them to the videos. And But then the coup de grace. Veronica, if you didn't see this, I'm sorry. I'm about to spoil it for you I didn't. because I have to mention. Oh no, it. no, no! I did. I think I know what you're. Where you're okay, doing. is Jeff yeah, Molson and Mark Bergevin coming <laughs> yes. out with turtlenecks on? <laughs> yes. I screamed. I screamed. That what a <laughs> uh, so awesome. And also, and also too. So they came out with the turtlenecks, but then uh, Guy Lafleur was there to present Placanic with the silver stick, and I'm like, man, what a what a freaking thing! Because of course the bell center erupted in gee 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 gee, 
no and all shit. those. And that was so freaking cool. I love that. But now I'm wondering. But I, I just think, sorry, hang on one second. I just think that that is another indication of how much fun everybody is having this season. Oh, for sure. That's and how exactly what I was about to say. Everyone's attitude is different. If they can come out in turtlenecks, in turtlenecks, yes, yep, they're having a good time too. For Everybody's sure. attitude is much better this year. Um, <laughs> I really liked how the player, not all of them, but most of the players on the uh, Blues bench were like smiling and like enjoying. Oh yeah, the presentation. Nice. Like yeah. when they panned over, such a big deal. Had, like, it was mostly like. I honestly think it was mostly the younger guys. It was as the younger looking guys. I'm not very familiar with the Blues team because yeah, I mean, they're all they're bunch over of weird there. Names. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're over there. Very um, big. But but it was just I I don't know. Even though I knew we were about to like play against them and it was gonna we're gonna I was gonna be rooting against them. It was really nice to be like, okay, cool. They're appreciative of what's yeah. happening and they re- mm-hmm. are respectful and whatever, and they're nice. they're enjoying what's going on. And then of course, one of Plucky's sons just like running up the carpet with the crystal. Like I was like, oh, that's cute, but also don't trip and fall, please. Well, Plucky <laughs> gave it to him. He's like, here, take this. Oh yeah, no, no, I knew he gave it to him, but then he like ran up the carpet. And I was like, don't fall and break. <laughs> it always makes me think of a uh, whenever. <laughs> I see kids now. I always think of like Jim Gaffigan impersonating a baby. <laughs> oh, like, I love him. Oh, he's so good. It's like, no, but you know what? That. <laughs> I think that we're such victims of um, sort of the ridicule from our own fan base and the media and yes. everything else, which is that we forget like other teams come in and they understand the history in Montreal and what's going on here. Like when you're playing in a special building in a special city, it's like people in Montreal forgot for uh, various different reasons, but I feel like players get it. Like still, even last year during the horrible, horrible year, people were talking about how they love to play in Montreal. Mm -hmm. And it's what Max Domi mentioned. Max Domi was not upset about joining a, joining the Montreal Canadiens. Remember how excited he was? He Mm -hmm. and his dad understood. Oh, and I was listening to the first two periods in my Jeep. Um, That's right. Uh, At M-A-R-Y-A underscore K. She says it's not an episode until I mention my Jeep. I was listening to the first two periods (laughs) with Dan and Sergio and as soon as Max scored the first goal, Sergio, I guess he's like text buddies with um, Ty Domi. And he said, oh, I'm going to get a text. I know I'm going to get a text. And he got a text from Ty Domi because he was so excited that Max had scored. And he sent him a thumbs up emoji. <laughs> <laughs> because he's like, and he even said it in that interview that he had with Knuckles and Mitch Melnick, that Max has to shoot more. Like, he's just got to shoot more. You know, instead of passing and trying, like, he's being so generous, mm-hmm. and setting up plays and all of that stuff that sometimes you just have to shoot. Oh, And he yeah. did it. It's true. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Um, okay. No, I'm totally down with that. Uh, let's see what else happened lately. Um, okay, two other bits of news. Jacob De La Rose is no longer a hab. Unfortunate. Bye. Bye. Unfortunate. You um, had your chance. I was hoping he would go down to Laval just to make him that much better. But mm. I can deal without Jacob De La Rose. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, we've got a lot of him. I wanted him to be better 
it was one of those things where I'm like, you're so close to putting it all together, mm-hmm. but we've got a lot that are like you and maybe yeah. have a higher ceiling. So, and yeah. Veronica, as you Bye. mentioned in yeah. your tweets, um, I'd rather Sherbeck than Jacob Delrosa. Now, Sherbeck probably has a fire lit under his ass right now. That's what I'm hoping. Any better. Mm-hmm. People mansplained my own tweet to me. Like, Uh-oh. I'm sorry. Aren't you, like, isn't that a little bit hyperbolic? The fear of God. I think that he would enjoy more ice time somewhere else. I don't know. Sherbeck seems to really like Montreal. He, he likes does. his teammates there. Mm-hmm. And he fucking likes being a Montreal Canadian. Yep. And I think that it would make him fearful. Damn. To meet straight. the same fate. Um. And to complicate I also think that. he just got engaged. Yes, yeah. he did. To Good a very him. beautiful young woman. She's very beautiful. Yes. Cool. Oh, God, I sounded like Donald fucking Trump there. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. Anyway, yeah. so anyway. Uh, to it's further cool. complicate that is uh, Nicholas Delorier is closer to becoming game yeah. ready again. And that's mm-hmm. going to switch up a bunch of stuff that we don't it's know It's going to make how. things interesting. It really is. And aside from that, there's no more news really uh habs are looking good uh looking way better than people gave him credit for at the beginning uh you know of the season essentially and um yeah for a long time for a long time and they we are, are starting second to, in the eastern conference that they are and we are starting to run out of time as well so um, um so dave and i are going to be in montreal oh. on november the 10th Super important. Um, yeah, we think that we're going to go to Tavern 1909 before yep, the yep. game. Uh, Tavern and I wonder if we modern. should, yeah. I wonder if we should, like, well, I don't know about polls, but sort of <laughs> ask people, like, is that, you know, do, do you want to go there? Do you want to hang out and sort of meet us before the game? Because it's right there. It is our decision. We're doing it. <laughs> Done. Okay. It's already. I already called that place three times in the past two days. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> it is done. So, you yeah. have to deal okay. with it. Next okay, year cool. we'll do it better. But um, <laughs> no. But no. Seriously, the uh, the 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 game plan right now for uh the meetup, it's gonna be mm-hmm. really loosey goosey. Veronica and I are have a table reserved for um for ourselves and some of Veronica's friends. Anybody, uh, any entourage. one of the listens, uh, any one of our listeners that want to come by, please come right by the table. And hopefully there's some room where you can just kind of sneak in and just you know, like hang out if you want to. No big deal. We'll just handle it like that. And if we get flack for it, fuck them. Yeah, because they were trying to make it really complicated for us to have a big group there. So we're just going to wing it because mm-hmm. and I we really do want to meet everybody who can make it out to the game and. Um, not necessarily not to the game, but sort of anybody who can make it out to have drinks. Yep, have a few drinks, cocktails. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. It's the happy hour for a reason, not only for the haves, but also for the yeah. <laughs> hour of drinking. The happy hour starting at four o'clock on four November the tenth. Four <laughs> o'clock, November the tenth, as Veronica yeah. has enunciated for us. As I just said. That's right. <laughs> I don't have to mansplain a thing to you, Veronica. <laughs> I love when people explain to me what I just said. <laughs> In case you didn't know. So, yeah. Veronica, do you understand that you're actually saying <laughs> November the 10th? And how do you feel about that? You do realize in do Canada, they that? actually say uh, 1600 hours and 4 p.m. <laughs> 
I didn't know if you knew that, but... That's what we say in Chile, <laughs> by the way. something like that. Yeah. It's 1,600 hours. Okay. Okay. I think that's it. Bye. Bye. Oh, one more thing. <laughs> uh, Coca Niemi's good. Bye. He's great. Bye. He's awesome. Bye. 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 B